and welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season four, episode two, Living Conditions. Oof. Boy, are those living conditions rough. <laughs> I, do I have an I don't think I have an announcement. So that's, that's simple. That's easy. That's good. We don't have any guest stars this week, so we're not going to be spending three hours. Ah! Oh. We couldn't help it. So yeah, so we can just get right into this episode. So exciting. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, Kathy. There's a lot to unpack here. There's so much to unpack. Plus, this episode has stuff and things. And this is another episode that kind of sets up for things moving forward. It does. It does. And I, and I think I, I made sure to point on some of that because we, we get introduced to a couple of people who are going to be very important in a few episodes. Yep. So Living Conditions, it aired October 12th, 1999, and our synopsis is Buffy clashes with her overbearing roommate, Kathy, and as the tension escalates, begins to have nightmares about having her soul sucked away, <laughs> which leads her to believe there may be more to her roomie than meets the eye. We're doing good with the, uh... Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know we're only two for two, but we're doing good. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, no puns, no wordplay, just... Nice, straightforward. I know you appreciate that. I do. I do. Do we have any international titles? We do have a few. In Finnish, we have Annoying Roommate. Well. French gives us Difficult Cohabitation. Okay. German, Not a Human Soul. I like that one. Hungarian, The Roommate. See, that one reminds me kind of a horror movie. I was going to say, that one's very, like, horror movie-ish. Yeah. Italian Escape from the Underworld. Didn't we use that for Anne? Probably. Yeah. Japanese Living Environment. Oh, and Spanish from Latin America Life Quality. Interesting. I that do like, like a direct translation. Yeah, I do kind of like difficult cohabitation. I do like difficult cohabitation. Yeah. So we do get a previously on basically just reintroducing the new characters, Kathy Riley, Professor Walsh, the initiative. And reminding us and reminding us of Buffy's initial fish out of water feeling from the freshman. Hey, we don't know that it's the initiative. We don't know that it's the initiative, but we also don't give a flying fuck about and spoilers no, we don't. on this podcast. No, we don't. We already <laughs> <laughs> So it's the initiative. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> then we're off to Stevenson Hall, where Kathy is blasting Cher's Believe while ironing her jeans. Seriously, though, who does? I mean, I I don't mind the song. I was going to say, the ironing of their jeans, not blasting Cher. Yeah. I, I very much love blasting Cher. This is not the song I would choose. But I will say, like, I, I definitely feel Buffy at this point with having to listen to the same Oh, yeah. If it's just me by myself and I want to listen to the same song over and over again, that's one thing. But when you are forcing somebody, especially somebody that you haven't known for a long time, like we'll we'll blast. We've known each other long enough and our friends will blast random songs to annoy the shit out of each other. Oh, I can't wait for G to hear this and flashback to the car with me and Becky where like Becky didn't know how to work my iPod. 
which was put into the car. And because Becky had put it on a song and not a playlist, it legit just kept looping the song. And it was a song (laughs) G did not like, but I was driving, so I couldn't do anything about it. (laughs) There's like a 30 minute car ride with Jillian just listening to the same song over and over. And Becky doesn't care because Becky loves this song. Like we get out of the car and Jillian basically like throws herself out of the car by the time we get there. Because she could not listen to this song again. What song was it? Seven Years. Oh, okay. She's like, it's a depressing song. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's that depressing. But, but, I, but yes, yes. So I can't wait for her to hear this and, and be triggered. Yeah. <laughs> that, cause that's what you do to your friends. Uh, my favorite Cher song is one that I'm not even allowed, sure we're allowed to say anymore. Is it the yeah. one that has three words in it? Yes. That's my favorite Cher song. It ends in Thieves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do like that one. I do like that one, too. I kind of had an as soon as you started balking. I was like, are we even allowed to say that anymore? Yeah. I mean, it's right in the 70s, to be fair. But yeah, yeah, there's I mean, it's it's one of those things where oh, I, love, I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. Because all like the first two words are. Yeah really not acceptable for for what they were describing so really thieves is the only one you can say so let's see unable to take it anymore buffy grabs her jacket is she going out yeah she's feeling a little caffeine deprived she thought she might go to the grotto and grab a coffee before doing some studying but won't she be up all night yeah but she doesn't mind she's a night person like very much so (laughs) she did mention that right she did it's just kathy didn't realize she'd be coming and going at all hours not that she minds she's just surprised she'll be quiet as a mouse promise she goes to leave but kathy stops her just one thing real quick she wants to show buffy the system she implemented see she has a notebook that they can keep by the phone and log their calls that way when the bill comes no problem a stitch in time catches the worm (laughs) buffy finishes the saying completely wrong not that she cares she just wants to get out of there so okay i have a question was that a thing I mean, okay, now everybody has their cell phones, right? Uh Uh-huh. But cell phones were, like, just becoming popular when we went to college. Like, I think freshman year was the year I got that Nokia that to this day is, like, indestructible. They will find them a million years from now. Yeah, I really don't. I don't remember because the only person, really, that I would be calling was my mom. And I didn't even call her that much. She would call me. Like, I have very few memories of using my in-room phone because i was like i don't think like maybe if you called long distance but i was like i don't think you would have been billed for yeah i don't think you were billed for local calls and even because like wasn't buffy like like and especially if you're calling on campus yeah so i I bring that up later but yeah Yeah. it's a good thing because like you definitely wouldn't have been charged Mm -hmm. for like dorm to dorm calls no because at least at at least at our school you would just dial like a person like uh, every room had their own basically their extension their extension so you would call a general number and then it would be like dialing an extension to get into the room so i don't see how like her calling willow's room would have been yeah would have been anything because it was within the campus all right people who are in college at this time people like all right was this a thing was this a thing i didn't live on campus so i can't say yeah Yeah. And I mean, like I said, the only person that I would have to have called and actually because it's funny when I was in school, we discovered we had AIM. So we didn't we didn't even 
call each other. No, you IM'd each other. Because we all had AIM. Mm-hmm. And we discovered, like, I mean, a lot of us had it, you know, individually. And then we're like, wait a second. We can just do a group AIM. And if we need to go anywhere, like, that was like, okay. Or, like, my best friend went to, went to the same college. I'd be like, okay, Jamie, we're going to meet here. So, yeah, we didn't even call each yeah. other. Like, I remember, like, yeah, because, like, even living off campus and having friends that lived on campus, yeah, I would just AOL message Raymond. Yeah. yeah. And be like, hey, what are you up to? Are you free? Let's go do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then she'd wait for me outside her dorm and I'd go get her. Like, yeah, we never, I never called anyone. Yeah, so that, that yeah, like, I, we would definitely like to hear from other people our age. Yeah, like, who lived, the thing? Who lived at their, their school's campus. Because I don't even know, I don't, because I know we had a voicemail, and I don't even remember, like, me ever checking it. And I think, like, my mom got mad at me. She's like, I tried to call you. Why don't you call me back? I'm like, because I'm at school. Yeah, doing school things. Buffy tries to leave yet again, but Kathy has one more thing she wants to discuss. <laughs> she noticed some of her milk was missing. Did Buffy? Oh, oh yeah, she did. She's sorry. She meant to say something. She just, oh no, it's not a problem. It's the song ends and Kathy runs back real quick to restart it. <laughs> she just wanted to make sure they didn't have a thief. Like who? Sid the Wily Dairy gnome? <laughs> It's fine. Really? No problem. Buffy should feel free. Great. And again, she she is really sorry. She also has to go. Okay, well, have fun. Her too, with her ironing. So, fun fact. In the original script, the song Kathy played over and over was Butterfly by Mariah Carey. I'm not sure if that's better or worse than Cher. I think that, I think that would be better. Okay. There's just something... There's just something about that share song. And again, I, I have nothing against Believe. Like, it is a nice, it's a fun. Yeah, but it's it's not the best song to just play, play over and over again. Yeah. Butterfly, but I think I think a Mariah Carey song would have been better than Cher. And I think it, again, it just goes with, you know, I, like, I, I, also, I also think that they should have done a Celine Dion song. Yeah. Because like the poster. Yeah, they might not have been able to get the rights to it. Probably not. But <sighs> we still need to watch that documentary. We need to watch that. Yeah. Outside, Buffy meets up with Willow, who wants to know if she had any trouble getting past Kathy. Oh, yeah, she made big with the questions. And here, Buffy thought her days of sneaking out of her room were over. Not so much. Kathy's nice and all. Buffy doesn't want anyone to think she thinks otherwise. It's just... She's like a mini mom of Mom-donia. <laughs> Suddenly stopping, Buffy asks Willow if she hears something. Well, she is chewing her gum kind of loud. No, that's not it. Her sneakers are squeaky. Buffy tells her she's looking for something more lurky. The two listen for a moment, but there's no sound. Seems like a no. Darn, she was hoping for a little play. Listening to the best of VH1 all day has kind <laughs> of put her on edge. Kathy's still spinning the divas. Yep, because it's the funnest. <laughs> It's fine, though, really. And besides, college is a time of change. So Buffy is sure that in no time, Kathy's music tastes will change. And they know the dorm situation would be an adjustment. Willow admits her roommate is a bit of a challenge as well. And what are they, if not women, up to a challenge? Exactly. They put the girl in girl. <laughs> Willow says this is where she gets off. And Buffy tells her to say hi to Oz. In exchange, Willow tells Buffy, happy hunting. Buffy says for Willow to wish her monsters. Wish me monsters. <laughs> 
I love that line. I know. Oh, such a good line. It's such a good line. Buffy heads off on her hunt, and that's when we see it. The demon lurking in the foliage. Credits. Still awesome. We return from the credits, rejoining Buffy on her patrol. She once again hears the noise, and after making sure it's not just Willow coming back to tell her something, she tells whatever it is to come out and face her like a thing. <laughs> Turns out it's Kathy! Oh, who is Kathy. so glad she caught up with Buffy. Is everything okay? Oh yeah, everything's super. She just decided a decaf latte sounded like heaven after all. So she's coming along then. Why not? This way, Buffy doesn't have to walk those spooky trails all alone. Kathy skips ahead, but soon the girls are a bit closer in sync, Buffy walking just behind. Kathy says, this is nice, isn't it? The fresh air, the trees. The hearing a growling noise, Buffy pushes Kathy into some bushes just as a demon appears. (laughs) They fight for a moment, but then the demon just runs off, (laughs) leaving Buffy a bit confused and Kathy very confused as she stumbles back out of the plants. What the blizzard was that all about? (laughs) Oh, uh, he tried to steal Buffy's bag and she just took him on. What was she thinking? She guesses she just panicked. She could have really gotten hurt. She has to be careful. And look at Kathy's sweatshirt. It's all ruined. Buffy apologizes and says they'll get her all cleaned up. As they head back towards their dorm, they're watched by the demon, who is soon joined by a second demon. They say that she might be the one, but they need to be sure. And so demon number two tells demon number one to follow (laughs) her. Her being, we assume at this point, Buffy. Because, you know, 90% of the demons that come to town are... After Buffy. Yeah. The next morning, we go to Giles' place where Buffy is sorting through his mail. (laughs) Boring, boring, Bill, Bill, Bill. Isn't that a federal offense? She didn't open it. (laughs) She makes her way towards a small table on his patio that we have never seen used in this capacity before. And I don't think ever see used in this capacity again. Probably not. Especially, it's especially funny because he's like, oh, I've started to take my tea out here. Tells you liar. Right as Jazz comes back from his jog, he runs and jumps and bends and occasionally frolics. <laughs> I would love to see Giles frolicking. <laughs> okay. it, would probably take, it would probably take more enchanted uh, chocolate bars to get him to frolic again. This is true. This is true. But I would be down for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's with the bike and scooter magazine? Congrats. She found him out. He's a mod jogger. <laughs> Buffy says this isn't one of those midlife thingies, is it? Because she's still got the ish (laughs) from the last time he tried to reclaim his youth. He gives her a look and she apologizes. (laughs) Demon. Last night. She made it with the pummeling, but he got away. What does she remember about the demon? Robe, glowing eyes. And his skin had that super fake tan look to it. Translate? Orange. Thank you. Anything else? Her roommate Kathy was there, but she didn't see anything. She took her roommate patrolling with her actually buffy invited the whole dorm but (laughs) kathy was the only one who could make it she told her she was going for coffee and she decided to tag along right giles says buffy should try to discourage that habit and while he doesn't (laughs) recognize the demon from description alone he'll look into it and give her a call when he's found something he starts to head inside but buffy strikes up a conversation stopping him it's nice out here (laughs) it is yes he sometimes takes his tea out there what's he doing today He's actually got a very exciting day planned. A friend of his recently acquired the original Gutenberg demonology, and it just occurs to him that she has never once asked him about his plans, (laughs) which would lead him to wonder if she's feeling entirely herself. That's not true. She asks about him all the time. Okay, so maybe the words don't always make it out of her mouth, but she thinks about it. He appreciates that, but it doesn't explain why she's hanging about instead of rushing off as usual. 
She thought it might be nice to stay, hang out for a bit. At least until her roommate goes to class. There it is. Giles takes a seat and Buffy says she knows it's probably just her having a bitch attack, but it's not. He reminds her that living with someone can be an adjustment, but she's not done. Oh no. Does he know that she sharpens her pencils? She (laughs) measures them to make sure they're all the same size. So she's fussy. Everyone has their idiosyncrasies. Buffy just needs to learn to live with them. Or else she ends up an old lady that can only live with cats. (laughs) Something like that. Right. Standing up, Buffy tells Giles to take a picture. Because she is now the new Buffy. Kindler, gentler, roommate extraordinaire. And you know, with how bright Buffy is smiling, that this absolutely positively will not last. (laughs) Flash to Stevenson Hall and the girls' dorm room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where Kathy is still trying to get the gas stains out of her sweatshirt using, is that turpentine? Because the the canister looks like turpentine. Yeah, yeah, it's... uh, I mean, I guess it could be a stain remover, but I'm pretty sure even back in the 90s, those came in spray bottles. Yeah, yeah, some some sort of spray bottle or a stick or something. Yeah, we... I don't know. That was that. That's one of those things where it's like, oh, my mom was the one that got my stains out of everything. Ah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in her furious cleaning, she's kicked up the edge of her little throw rug, so she sets it right before looking at her sweater. It must be a lost cause, probably because she used fucking turpentine. Uh, okay. Uh, apparently, you can use turpentine to get out stains, but usually it's for paint and stuff but yeah okay so it probably is turpentine yeah yeah it's turpentine oil is one of the most effective products for stain removal but i think usually it's not grass grass <laughs> yeah okay i had to i had to google it because I, I appreciate that because yes. I was like that canister is turpentine yeah. i don't know i don't know yeah. what else you're gonna try to tell me it is but that's what it is so it probably was turpentine she sets it aside forlornly and heads towards Buffy's side of the room, unlocking her closet and pulling out a cardigan that she intends to borrow without asking. That is the most useless lock in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, sure. It helps keep the closet door closed, I guess. But anyone can just open a side lock as Kathy literally just demonstrated. I think, I think the point really is you're not expecting your roommate to be that much of a dick and going into your closet without permission. Because I know like our our dorms, we actually had wardrobes so that we we couldn't lock. So we actually had like we we had with doors that that opened up. I think some dorms in Maryland had the wardrobe thing and some had closets. But I think the closets were literally just like an alcove cut into a wall. Like, I don't think there were doors. Actually, going back to like my weird dorm situation that I discussed last week. I remember like one, I think two, like one or two of the, like, I think there was also like, we had a little area where we could put like our, you know, makeup and stuff. And there was a wardrobe attached to that. So like one of the people had that. And then I think the, the there was like a third one that was shoved in the room, which gave us, less space because as I said last week I had three people in my room Mm -hmm. but either way like we had just and then in in certain rooms depending on the room you were in you could move you could move the wardrobe around and that's where we also uh hid our small pets that we weren't supposed to have in our dorm room small pets yes we had my my best friend she had she had pet rats 
And then my other roommate brought her chinchilla. <laughs> Aww. Speaking of pets. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, that lock protects nothing, not Buffy's clothes, not her bag of weapons, which Kathy sees and rifles through for a moment before thankfully just dismissing it as kind of weird. Yeah, I really think Buffy should have hid her weapons a little bit better in the closet instead of just... Yeah, especially since we know she has the lock trunk. Yeah, she needs, I mean... Buffy, I think what happened was Buffy got too comfortable with her mom knowing about everything and not having to hide everything. There's a lovely stock footage shot of the quad before we're off to one of the many food places on campus. It doesn't quite look like a dining hall, but it seems to be popular as there's a line out the door. Yeah, and it it still seems like it has, like you can use your dining card there yeah. yeah we had we had a we had a place on campus that was like a nice little cafe that we could eat at that had better food than the dining hall buffy grabs a tray and goes to join the back of the line but seeing kathy she instead slides in front of parker fucking parker fucking parker fuck parker and fuck his eyebrows so ex-boyfriend or loan shark Huh? The person she's hiding from. Oh, both. Buffy tells him it was a really bad breakup. She's sorry. She just cut it. No, no, stay. He'll watch her back. They start to grab their food and he quickly identifies her as a freshman. That obvious? Well, once you've been around for a bit, you learn how to use your dining hall card. It's not for food? (laughs) Oh, it is. But if you work it right, you can get three meals out of one, which equals less punches and more cash from the parentals that you get to keep for yourself. He tells her that the goal is to eat as much as humanly possible at one sitting, enough to get them through the rest of the day while chipmunking items for later. Dry goods fit well into pockets of backpacks, but the wetter items, those you need a Ziploc for. They are not for beginners. Buffy says she thinks she's just going to start out slow. They check out and Buffy sees Willow, Oz, and Xander all sitting together at a table where they've saved her a spot. Willow waves and Buffy gives her the one sec motion before turning back to Parker. Those are her friends. Does he? He has some people waiting. Otherwise, he totally would. And that's when he introduces himself. Parker Abrams. Fucking Parker. Fucking Parker. Buffy. Summers. They part ways and Buffy slides into her seat at the table. Check it out. Xander declares himself non-college guy. Not that Buffy minds, but don't non-college guys usually populate the non-campus? They do, but he thought he'd come and check on his girls. And us. <laughs> And, Willow adds, eat off his plate. What's the matter? His parents not feeding him? Sure they do. For a price. So this kind of continues what we talked about last week and the points Caroline brought up about Xander and his home life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've heard time and time again how one or both of his parents are unemployed, how keeping jobs seem to be a struggle for them. And yet here they are expecting their what? 19 year old son to pay rent pay rent and to pay them for food yeah yeah and that's after they kicked him out of his bedroom and forced him to move into the basement mm-hmm. like xander's home life is just not a happy one and in, i think for that we should all appreciate that like we said last week he is way more adjusted than oh yeah he has any right to be oh yeah like and and i mean the thing is it's like the, the thing that gets me is yes at some point you have to leave home Yeah, of course. But this family makes absolutely no attempts to encourage him or to do anything that is going to help him out in life. Like everything that he has to that he does, he has to do on his own. Yeah. And 
it, like, yeah, it's it's so obvious that even if his family isn't physically abusive, they are neglectful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've known that straight up from the first episode mm-hmm. where Xander invites Willow over for dinner and Willow makes the comment about how like Xander's mom never cooks. Mm-hmm. Dinner is always takeout from somewhere. And that's not to say that like your family has to cook to be like mm-hmm. a good pick, but it's the context there isn't a like, oh, mom's super busy. So she told us just to grab a pizza. Yeah. The context there is that his mother has no interest in basically being a mother. Or like, I know, like I know friends whose parents never get takeout. So them going to a friend's house and getting takeout, that was a treat. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going over here. I get to get takeout. But yeah, the, it, it's all context. It all matters. And throughout the entire three, now four seasons, Xander is constantly... And, and the thing is, he makes a joke out of a lot of it, but that's his coping mechanism. Yeah. Like, it's it's his... That's the way of him dealing with this family situation. And again, that's what makes the way that Cordelia lashed out at him so shitty is because she knew what his situation is. Looking back in the direction Parker went, Willow says to spill it. What was that all about with the cutie patootie? Nothing really, just random adorableness. Ah, yes, it is a play Xander knows well. Hit the girl with your best shot and then asta. Asna, the drive-by. No rejection, just fond memories. Willow says it looked like more than that to her. He got all googly-eyed. Of course he did. Xander says he got hit by the buffinator. Now he's powerless. You think? Oz says there's no question. He'll be back. So what else is up with the buff? Any? Xander lowers his voice. Vamp action? No, but she did get jumped by a demon of non-specific origin last night. Well, that perks Xander up. Something apocalyptic? Do they need to assemble the Scooby gang? <laughs> no, but thanks for asking. Xander then realizes how overexcited he just got, and Buffy says, it's fine. He just needs to get out of the basement a little more. <laughs> Before anything else can be said, Kathy joins them. Bringing over another chair is technically they were at a table only meant for four. Buffy says, they all remember Kathy, right? Before realizing that Kathy is wearing her sweater. Oh, Kathy. She didn't think Buffy would mind. After all, she did get Kathy's all muddy. True, but she was saving her from a bear. Quick, Willow quickly interjects before Buffy finishes with mugger. <laughs> uh, still. She thought with them being roommates, it's almost like they're sisters. And sharing clothes seems like a sisterly thing to do. Off Willow's look of be nice. <sighs> Buffy says, it's fine. She just wished Kathy had asked. That's all. Xander asks Kathy where she's from, and she says Nebraska. Big sky country. Right after saying this, she takes a bite of a big juicy burger, smothered in ketchup that just plops right onto Buffy's sweater. Oh, poor Buffy. Buffy's eyes narrowing as she watches this callous display of carelessness. Well, we hate Parker. Fucking Parker. Fucking Parker. We do love the actor that portrays him. Yes. Adam Kaufman. Adam was a big deal around this time being both on Buffy and Dawson's Creek where his character was in a same-sex relationship and shared a same-sex kiss with Care Smith's character Jack I think they were one of like because that was like the big deal that basically rivaled Willow and Tara Mm -hmm. on Buffy that oh my god this teen drama was showing this yeah yeah 
Um, he's also been on such shows as Veronica Mars, Mad Men, Without a Trace, and State of Affairs. Yes. Yeah, again, like we this is this is another one of those things where we like him as an actor, but oh fucking Parker. That night, back at the dorm, Buffy vents on the phone to Willow, who is dealing with her own roommate issues, as her roommate is throwing a super loud, super crowded party in their room, which looks to be about half the size of Buffy and Kathy's. Hearing Kathy in the hall, Buffy says she has to go and hangs up. Catching the very end of her placing the phone on the cradle, Kathy tells her not to forget to log her calls. And this is why we were saying, like, we don't think dorm to dorm would count. No, no, I, I would not think that they... They would count for dorm to dorm. Kathy then sits on her bed and pulls out the floss. What? She was literally just in the bathroom. (sighs) Why did she not floss in there? I I know the answer is evil. Evil. Exactly. Yeah. She's trying to drive Buffy crazy. As she flosses, Buffy gets up to put her apple in the fridge. And when she does, she notices that Kathy has labeled all her food. (laughs) Milk, yogurt, fruit, each and every hard boiled egg. (laughs) I appreciate this. I appreciate the hard boiled eggs all being... She's also taken Buffy's getting up as her chance to close the window behind Buffy's bed. Buffy shoves her apple in and returns to the bed and returns to her bed, reopening the window. Annoyed, Kathy reaches for her book, but there's gum under it. Gum now stuck to the back. Okay, who did that? Who left their gum there? Gum no? (laughs) Well, it wasn't her, so it had to be someone. Buffy. Swallowing the gum she had been chewing, Buffy says she really has no idea. (laughs) Which is when Kathy turns off her light. Buffy does the same, and the two go to sleep. Which is when Buffy begins having horrific nightmares about the demons she encountered, being force-fed blood, having scorpions put on her, and then having her soul sucked out. When she (laughs) wakes, she finds Kathy staring at her. Does she always make that noise when she sleeps? The next morning... (laughs) Buffy sits with Willow, Oz, and Giles in the common area, telling them of her dream. The worst part, she says, is that when she woke up, Kathy was just staring at her like some kind of freak. Actually, the worst part, Oz votes, was the being force-fed blood. Yeah, Willow's gonna second that. Yeah, but that was just a dream. The Kathy thing was real. All she cared about was that her sleep had been disturbed. Giles says Buffy should reflect on the dream. Think back. See if there was any knowledge to be gained from it. Kathy walks up then. He can read dreams? Neat. (laughs) Kathy, Giles, Giles, Kathy. I like how Giles is now on campus too. Oh, yes, of course. Because he's Giles. Yeah, like he has, like, yeah, he has even less reason to be there than anybody. Like, okay, Xander could be visiting his friends. But yes, now we have a random adult here. But at least it's better than being in a high school. I was going to say, on a college campus, it's not weird. He could be using their library yeah. for something. He could be, like, he could be a guest lecturer. Like, it, random adults appearing on college campuses is not odd. Random adults also hang, but random adults hanging out with the teenagers. They, the, the random person does not know if he's not someone's dad. <laughs> Giles stands to greet her, and Willow says he's their grown-up friend, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> Giles gives her a proper hello, and Kathy says maybe he can help her interpret the dream she had last night. There was this monster, and it sat on her and did all this stuff to her. Stuff like scorpions and Bloody Marys without the Marys? Yes! Kathy looks at Oz. How did he know that? He's a good guesser. As is Buffy, and she's guessing that Kathy needs to be off to class, doesn't she? I love how Buffy passive-aggressively shortens her name to Kath. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I just and I love this is another one of those episodes where I love how Buffy just gets crankier and crankier as the episode yes. goes on. Like just, it's it's like up there. It. It's up there with um what's my line? Yes. Wow. Someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Yep. And she was on it. <laughs> I, I I do like that. Well then. Kathy says she does need to run. Her schedule is all out of whack due to someone keeping her up all night. Toodles. Taking his seat again, Giles says, Buffy knows what this means, right? She does. Not only is Kathy invading her life, but she's also invading her dreams. She is the most ever mooch. And she hasn't even gotten to the floss. Giles implores her to focus. (laughs) If she and Kathy are having the same nightmares, it could mean that something happened to both of them when they met the demon in the woods. So then they should see if the ritual the demons are performing in the dream has any meaning, any specific purpose. Great. Buffy tells them to do that, the whole brain thing, and she's going to go to class, which Oz points out could also be considered the brain thing. Not when you're majoring in napping 101. <laughs> she leaves and Willow just wants to confirm that was the evil twin, right? <laughs> because Buffy was bordering on Cordelia-esque. Oz admits she is kind of pushing the stress meter on the whole Kathy thing. Giles tells Willow that Buffy is still adjusting to living with someone. Plus, you know, she hasn't been sleeping. Right. For now, Giles sees no reason to worry. But tells Willow and Oz to let him know if she ends up in the red zone. Exactly. Apparently, somewhere in all this, Buffy was supposed to bring up Kathy's outfits, saying that she has them all printed on index cards. Yes. And gives them names like Easter at the White House. Yeah, I... Okay, I'm not going to lie. That's a Kathy trait I can get behind. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate... I I love the Easter at the White House. Like, I want to see that. I, de- I want to know what that look is. I know. I definitely. I, <clears throat> yeah. I, I love creating looks. I do oh, not yeah. have the energy to do it every day. I mostly do it when I'm traveling or like mm-hmm. when we're all together. But I love coordinating the entire outfit. Yes. Yeah. So I could I could get behind that Kathy trait. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the few things that I can deal with with Kathy. I, I would want Kathy to help me. Right. Like that. That could be like the one thing where. Kathy and I, we, we, okay, you know what? We can get together and we can do this. This is, this is where we bond. We check in on the demons then, chilling out in the woods. Turns out they were correct. And we still assume Buffy is the one, which means they can now summon the great one, Tapperich. Back in the dorm, Buffy arrives back at her room to hear Cher once Ugh. again, filling the room. She takes a moment to steal herself before opening the door and discovering Parker. Fucking Parker. Oh, fucking Parker. He's laying across Kathy's bed, talking music with her. But the moment Buffy enters, he's up. He just stopped by to say hey and bring Buffy some Ziplocs to maximize her dining hall experience. And with freezer guard. Wow. Kathy jumps up to join them saying Parker was just going to leave his number to go and go. But then while they started talking and just it was a blast. Time flew. How much time? Parker's not sure. They got kind of caught up talking Red Wings. Turns out Kathy is a closet hockey fan. Parker suspects it's the violence, which of course makes Kathy laugh and playfully bump into him. Oh, quit it. I told you that was just between us. (laughs) Then makes Parker say it could be the sweaty men. I think in today's terminology, we would uh, definitely call this pick me girl behavior. Yeah, yeah. Something along those lines. Buffy heads for their bed saying if they're going to wrestle, which, but is she Jack O'Toole now? <laughs> what the fuck, Buffy? 
Uh, you know what? Buffy's having a time, so she is, she is having a time. We'll we'll give her the rest. Yeah, I I can't I I can't you know be too mad at her for any of her feelings right now because she's she's going through it. If they're gonna wrestle, can they take it outside? She has a lot of work to do. Parker says he didn't realize and starts to leave, but Buffy chases after him. She's sorry. <laughs> she didn't mean to. It's fine. He needs to go anyway. Maybe they can do it again sometime. Buffy looks at him hopeful and no bad Buffy. Stay far, far away from him. Yeah, don't, don't. (sighs) Telling her, definitely. Parker leaves and Buffy shuts the door, immediately going into glare mode. Kathy tells her it wouldn't have killed her to be nice. And Buffy says it looks like she was being nice enough for the both of them. Shutting the window, Kathy says she wasn't moving in on Buffy's territory, if that's what Buffy was implying. Right. Buffy slides a padlock onto her closet, just like Kathy didn't destroy her sweater. While Kathy flosses, Buffy goes and reopens the window, pushing it open even wider than before. <laughs> Kathy's cold. Well, Buffy's hot. Deal with it. Stopping flossing, Kathy asks Buffy if she knows what her problem is. Her? No. Her problem is she's spoiled. Might have been all about Buffy before, but now it's share time. Share time, huh? Okay. Buffy will show Kathy share time. Oh, no. She goes to the fridge, takes out <sighs> Kathy's milk, and just begins guzzling it down. Letting oh, it drip down her chin onto the floor. And oh. Ew. Buffy, now Bu- someone's going to have to clean that up. Buffy. So probably being you. But still. I, I think at that point, she doesn't care. No, she does not care. And I, yeah. I get that she is having her soul stolen. But come on, Buffy. Yeah, yeah. Poor, <laughs> poor Buffy, though. In the hallway of Willow's dorm, Oz says he's worried about Buffy. Willow's worried about both of them. What kind of demon goes around putting blood dreams in people like some sort of nightmare fairy? Plus, Buffy's totally not herself. If it wasn't for an English paper, Willow would be over there right now, checking up on her and doing the girly best friend thing. Oz says he can do that. Really? He's not saying they'll braid each other's hair. Probably. But he can hang with her, watch for signs she's going over the edge. Willow says she's probably out patrolling by now, so maybe check by the science center? And if Oz needs her, she'll be. She opens her door crack, loud music immediately pouring out, and so closes it again. She'll be in the library. And so Oz heads for the science center, and as he does, two things happen. One, he passes by a group of students, a girl and two guys. And as he does, the girl, who we will later find out is Veruca. Oh, fucking Veruca. Fucking Veruca. This episode is full of fucking people. (laughs) <laughs> and he locked gazes, each noticing something about the other. Two, we once again see those army guys patrolling in the background. <laughs> I, I love this shot of them. I, I like, I love, because last week, last week we got them in all of their kidnapping vampire glory. Yes. But I love this because it's just them going just by. wandering around. Yeah, yeah. We watched we watched the Halloween episode last night with the haunted house. Uh. And and it's great because I like I love it because they're able to be out and about. Yes. Doing yes. their thing and everyone's just like, oh, okay, they're 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 army people. But yeah, I like how and I like because I like how it's set up in this episode with the bushes. Yes. And you just see them creeping around in the back. Like what are what the fuck is going on here? As with Parker. Fucking Parker. Fucking Parker. <laughs> Though we vehemently dislike Faruka. We adore Paige Moss, who also made the rounds at this time, having played Tara Marks on 90210 prior to being on Buffy. She was also on Baywatch Nights, House of Frankenstein, Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. She played Antigone. (laughs) 
And she was in Can't Hardly Wait alongside Seth the year prior to this. So this was a, a little mini reunion for the two of them. Yes. <clears throat> oh, Ver- like I, Veruca would be a character that I would like if her whole reason wasn't breaking up. Yes. A couple. Like I like, I do like, I like the fact that Oz gets to find another werewolf, but I hate the way that they do it. Yeah. He eventually catches up with Buffy, walking with her as she patrols and vents. Buffy looks so, so cute in her red jacket. I love it. I think I may have that coat or coat like it. Mm-hmm. I did buy a red pea coat. I just don't remember if it was explicitly part of the Buffy collection that was released for the 20th anniversary or if it just looks like Buffy. Either yeah, I, I had a red cute. I had a red pea coat like that at one point, not from any Buffy collection, but because of that coat. I think this I think this show is where my obsession with coats comes from. Probably there are so many many great coats. And I think at one point I was list we were watching with with Mr. Froggy, and I think I could see it click in his brain too. That he's like, oh, this is where my wife got her coat obsession from. As she recounts the fight in the dorm room for Oz, she makes a few punching motions, <laughs> leading Oz to ask whether Buffy hit Kathy or just did a wacky mime routine for her. <laughs> Neither actually, but she deserved it. Oh no. Oz tells her that no one deserves mime. <laughs> Kathy does. She deserves to be locked in an invisible box and blown away by an invisible wind and forced to wear a binding unitard. Yes, the itchy kind. Parker also deserves mime. Parker also deserves mime. This is true. He's just there to help. And she does appreciate that. Only he's never come on patrol with her before. Not solo. So what's the deal? Seemed more interesting than homework. Okay, fair. Just as long as it's elective. Because she can handle herself. He has no doubts about that. Right, then. So she goes to the fridge and... Oz takes a chance and interrupts her. Does she think maybe that all her ranting is scaring away the demons? <laughs> oh, he's right. Now Kathy is affecting her work. She's like the Titanic. <laughs> right, big cancer. Kicking the nearby bench, Buffy shatters it. Oz points out as plus, telling her the bench did look shifty. <laughs> Buffy is not amused. Something has to be done. As she storms off, Oz mumbles and... Agreed. Back at the dorms, we get a little montage of torture. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy trying to study while Kathy sits on the bed clipping her toenails. This leads to Buffy drumming her pencil, which leads to Kathy turning on Cher, which leads to Buffy breaking her pencil and grabbing earmuffs, which then leads to Kathy grabbing and peeling one of her hard-boiled eggs. Finally, Buffy can't take it anymore. She's going to bed. And when she does, the dreams come again. This time, the demon's using the blood to draw symbols on her stomach. She awakes just moments before Kathy does, Kathy seeming to have had the same disturbing dream. And later that morning, Kathy seems to have caught Willow in the hall, taking a moment to vent about Buffy to someone she thinks will understand. When Willow asks why Kathy doesn't just bring this all up to Buffy, she says it's because Buffy's touchy about everything. (laughs) It really makes Kathy think she may not be normal. Normal? Willow tries to play it. What's normal anyway? Is it normalcy relative? (laughs) Buffy enters the hall, spotting the two of them, and the conversation quickly dies. Kathy telling Willow they'll talk later before taking off. The moment she's gone, Buffy is immediately on Willow. Why was she talking to her? 
She was just saying, hi. Yeah, uh-huh. That's what she wants you to think. Okay. Willow says this has to stop. Something needs to be done. Agreed. Because Buffy's figured it out. Kathy is evil. And <laughs> Buffy is an evil fighter. Therefore, she needs to kill Kathy. Kill her? She couldn't just request to switch rooms? <laughs> No, because it's not just her who is in danger from Kathy. <laughs> Pulling out a bag, Buffy shows Willow toenails. Evil <sighs> toenails. You know, we all we've all been there where we were so tired and sleep deprived that everything is it's just everything is wrong. She collected them off the floor last night when Kathy was in the bathroom. Right. Good call. Because, you know, those toenails could have attacked her in the night and left little half moon marks all over her body. Don't be <laughs> ridiculous. Buffy measured them last night and again this morning. They grew. That's a demon thing. <laughs> Kathy needs to be eliminated. Yes, of course. It is all making sense to Willow now. But Buffy still might want to show the toenails to Giles. <laughs> just to be sure. Duh. Buffy doesn't want to go and do anything crazy. Good, good. Willow tells Buffy to go on ahead to Giles and she'll stay behind to keep an eye on Kathy. The moment Buffy is gone, Willow is on the phone calling Giles and telling him that Buffy has pretty much gone insane. Like homicidal maniac insane. So she told Buffy to go see him. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> oh. Buffy arrives at Giles' place once again, just letting herself in. <sighs> Didn't she learn... She did not. No, no. I mean, after the, the first time you walk in on your father figure where it's obvious he's been having sex with some random lady, at least random to you, you know, you, I, like I would I would have liked to have seen a progression of that quick knock enter. Yes. But, you know, again, she's not thinking straight right now. She is not. She calls out for Giles, asking if anyone is home right before a net is dropped onto her. She falls to the ground and Xander, Oz, and Giles all rush her, attempting to tie her up. Buffy protests, saying they are being ridiculous. And Xander assures Buffy that this hurts him more than her. Not yet, but <laughs> it's gonna. Oh, oh no, don't, don't say that. Please don't say that. <laughs> Giles tells her this is just to keep her from doing something she'll later regret. That something is clearly amiss. Yeah, and that something is Kathy. Look at her back. See those toenails? Parts that keep growing after being detached. <laughs> Not to mention she irons her jeans. Oh, yes, that's the most evil thing. Evil. Giles wonders if the demon Buffy met in the woods didn't somehow possess her. And Buffy, she just keeps going. Light FM. Love song. Nothing but love songs. Giles tells the two boys to stay and watch her, that he knows a spell that will make the possessing demon show themselves. However, he'll need some supplies from the magic shop to perform it. As he scurries off, Buffy glares at Xander and Oz. This is so not going to end well. Willow, meanwhile, is knocking on the door to Buffy and Kathy's dorm room. As Kathy answers, Willow asks if she can come in. Sure, but where's Buffy? Willow's not sure exactly, but she's been thinking. And she thinks Buffy and Kathy might need some time apart. As in Kathy might want to be gone before Buffy gets back. Leave the room? Why should she leave the room? <laughs> it's not fair having to live with someone so obviously troubled who needs to be in a home instead of a dorm. Willow's not sure she'd go that far. Kathy wouldn't put a pastor to just leave. Drop out. Maybe do something to herself or worse. She's capable of it. Kathy knows. She's seen it in Buffy's shifty eyes. One of these days, she might even push someone too far. The phone rings then, causing Willow to jump. Kathy answers and immediately hands it to Willow. 
It's Oz. They talk for all of two seconds, during which Oz confirms that Buffy is at Giles and contained. As she hangs up, Willow says she has just realized that Kathy is right. She shouldn't have to leave. So don't. Don't leave. Just stay right where she is. (laughs) And with that, she's gone. Buffy is still tied up and still annoyed. I love how I, I feel so I feel so much for the people in this universe who have to deal with everybody acting weird. Like yes. let's let's pretend let's pretend for a moment that Kathy is not a demon and that she just is a human who is all, you know, high strung and everything. This whole conversation with Willow. Oh yeah. And the way Willow is behaving. It's just beautiful. It is. It absolutely is. And I like that, that we're going to get the guy later on who like yeah. pokes his head out of his dorm room. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I, I, there, there's, there's a lot of there's like a lot of little moments. And again, like we 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 took it for granted at Sunnydale because everybody kind like in the beginning, it was one thing. But then everybody, because it was three years, got used to. Everyone just knew weird shit happened at their school. Yeah. They knew weird shit happened at the school. They didn't know why. They know that they they started noticing it when Buffy came along. And but now it's a whole new group of people. Yeah. Who get to experience weird shit. Buffy is still tied up and still annoyed. She can't believe after everything they've gone through, (laughs) they won't believe her when she tells them Kathy is bad. Sandra tries to reason with her, but Oz stops him. Don't engage. I love that Oz is following standard exorcism procedure. Yes. Like, you do not engage with the demon. Mm Mm-hmm. As Buffy struggles against her bind, Xander realizes that he isn't sure he tightened them enough. (laughs) Oz says then they'll have to go over and check. It makes Xander laugh until he realizes Oz is serious. Oh, no. (laughs) As they get up and move towards Buffy, Xander tells Oz to avoid the legs. Which they do, but it doesn't matter because Buffy has already gotten free. Banging their heads together, she lets them fall before (laughs) dropping the rope atop them. Nope, not tight enough. And so Buffy arrives back at the dorm in her Jungle Cruise skipper outfit. (laughs) Like, now that I see the whole thing, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah. Entering the room, she closes the door behind her with a, Kathy, Buffy, they need to talk, wouldn't she say? Definitely. Kathy comes to meet her in the middle of the room, and Buffy kicks the edge of her little rug. Oops, look what she did. (laughs) Kathy, well, she backhands her. Oops, (laughs) look what she did. The girls begin to fight in earnest, and Buffy ends up ripping Kathy's face (laughs) off. Literally ripping it off. Revealing a demon face underneath. She knew it! Meanwhile, the demons are still calling forth Tapperich, who arrives shortly thereafter, demanding to know where she is. The fight continues, the two girls on the ground. Buffy knew she was one of those demon things. Kathy says for Buffy to quit it and just let her finish her ritual. Ritual? We go back and forth between Kathy and Buffy and Giles. Kathy explaining part of it while Giles explains the other. It seems the ritual is meant to steal one's soul, and the reason Kathy needs a soul is that she left her dimension to go to college, but they sent (laughs) these two guys after her. So... When they come looking for a person without a soul, they'll take Buffy. I love the fact that she just wanted to go to college. Right? Fine with her. She won't have to watch Kathy Floss anymore. (laughs) 
I love how Buffy's like, bye, I will go live in your demon dimension if it gets me away from you. And and also like, okay, fine, I get to go live in this demon dimension. I don't have to worry about being the slayer anymore. Right? Kathy won't have to live with the slob. They start fighting again. Rolling around, hitting each other, <laughs> throwing each other into walls and furniture. Eventually, Kathy throws Buffy into the closet, saying it's share time. Okay, Buffy says they can start with her sweater, which she attempts to strangle Kathy with. <laughs> the sweater ends up breaking, and so it's back to the kicking and the punching. Back at Giles's, Xander and Oz begin to come to. Xander wondering why Giles can't have shackles like any other self-respecting bachelor. <laughs> You know, you would think you would think that because they're so used to having to tie people up and chain people up that they would have done it better. Right. With Buffy. As they sit up, Willow comes in telling them that Kathy is safe. And what happened? (laughs) Clearly, Willow. Buffy got away. She goes to call Kathy, but there's no answer, probably because the phone is currently being used as a weapon (laughs) by Kathy, who tells Buffy all she had to do was log her calls. Giles arrives back, declaring that Buffy was in fact right. Kathy's toenails don't just continue to grow, but they regenerate. And all of the and and of all the regenerating demons, only one practices the ritual Buffy described. A ritual used to steal a human soul. Well, now Buffy's Linda Blairness makes sense. (laughs) She was having her soul sucked out. Giles knows the spell to reverse it, but he'll need Willow's help. Which leaves Oz and Xander to head to the dorm and help Buffy in the flesh. Buffy's doing okay, though. Smashing Kathy's pencils and throwing her into the room's corkboard. The noise causes the guy next door to peek out of his room. Do they mind? Some people are trying to study. (laughs) Buffy throws Kathy through the window, but Buffy manages to stop herself from going all the way out, which is good because if she goes all the way out, how is Kathy going to finish her ritual? She pulls Buffy back through, slams her across the bed, let her finish. But as she goes to suck out the last of Buffy's soul, Giles finishes his spell, and so instead, Buffy's soul is sucked out of Kathy and returned to her. And just in time, too, as Tapperich portals into the room. Does Kathy have any idea how much trouble she is in. Kathy says she is not going back. <laughs> Tapper tells her to not take that tone with him. But she's 3,000 years old. When is he going to stop treating her like she's 900? <laughs> she's coming home, and that's final. The boys dash into the room, only to be growled out by Tapperich. But as he's only there for Kathy, he mostly leaves them alone. Opening a portal in the ground, a portal that Buffy quickly scurries away from. <laughs> As Kathy is sucked back into her dimension, Tapperich, who we all know by now is her father, (laughs) follows. Buffy and the boys exchange a look. Well then, we end this episode a day or so later, Willow moving into Buffy's dorm room, a CD of the Dingo's play as Willow hangs one of their posters on the wall. How's that? Uh, A little to the left? Yes, there. Perfect. Setting the sandwich she had been eating down, Buffy helps Willow with one of her boxes. She's so glad Willow is moving in. She can already feel all the bad car- Kathy karma just glittering <laughs> away about that. <laughs> Willow's sorry she didn't believe her. It's okay. Willow had reason to doubt. She's sure that, soul sucking aside, Kathy seemed pretty normal as far as roommates go. Willow points out that that's a pretty big exception. Buffy's just glad it was Kathy who was making her all bleh. <laughs> She always thought she was pretty easygoing, fun to live with. It's not like she... Is she going to finish this? Willow picks up her other half of a sandwich, taking a bite as Buffy's eyes narrow. (laughs) The end. So 
Interesting note. This is one of the shortest episodes to air on the WB, coming in at just under 42 minutes. However, it is still longer than any of the episodes to air on UPN, Hmm. with the exception of Bargaining, Once More with Feeling, and Chosen, which were all obviously given extended runtimes. Right, right. Also, according to the creator, he felt that this episode was the perfect depiction of roommates. Yes, yes. Stating that he once almost felt like hiring a hitman when his roommate straightened his rug and said that his roommate hated him even more than he hated the roommate. Yeah, yeah. I will say, like, it's it's not the greatest episode and it's definitely not one that I go back to all the time, but I do enjoy it because for 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 most of the episode, not having if you don't if you've never seen it before. For most of the episode, you're wondering, is this just a human and Buffy's not used to living with somebody in her space? But then, no, you find out that Buffy was right and that her soul was being sucked out. But that whole, like, I love the whole fight between them. Yeah, and and great. all And all the, all the passive aggressiveness and, yeah, and everything until, you know, you do find out that Kathy really is a demon. And, like, you do... <sighs> I feel kind of bad that they don't. And I mean, they want to keep that reveal, right? So they're Mm -hmm. not going to like give anything away. So you don't really get the chance to feel bad for Kathy like you did for, say, Ampata. Mm -hmm. Because all Kathy wants is what any girl of that age wants. I mean, I know she's like 3,000 years old. But still, like, she wants to go off to college and have Mm -hmm. some independence. And clearly her father won't let her. Yes. And if she would have been able to go, like, come to our realm and go to college, she might not have been as insufferable as she was, you know, because she she obviously knew that she was going to be sucking her roommate's soul out. All right. That's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. And make sure to join us next time when we take on season four, episode three, The Harsh Light of Day. Oh, yeah. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye! Bye!